Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we, we wrap this up, and uh, you know, obviously, I think Sixers fans have a ton of interest in this, but also Eagles fans and Washington Commanders fans. Um, Josh, Joshua Harris, and I guess the Devils fans do actually. Wait, speaking yeah. of, did you see they might change the name again? There was a report about that. I, I kind of liked when they just did Washington football team. Like it, it reminds me a <laughs> little bit. Because it sounded bit. like a soccer team. Exactly, basically. yeah, like Washington FC or whatever you want to call it. Like I think it, yeah. it sounded cool. But um, Joshua Harris officially bought the Washington Commanders for now, the name, the Washington Commanders this week. Uh, gave his introductory press conference, was peak Josh Harris at the podium, just couldn't be less in, less expi- uh, inspiring. Not not a powerful microphone uh, controller for sure. You've been around Joshua Harris, um, you know, basically since he's bought the team, or at least the the large majority of it. I've always felt he gets a bad rap in Philadelphia. I think he is a very good owner. He has turned this team around. When he was not the owner, they were kind of like the the less important team to Ed Snyder. Um, they weren't anywhere. They weren't winning. Like, yes, they've not been out of the second round, but with Joshua Harris, they've won way more than they've lost. They've become a perennial 50-win team. And I also think with Joshua Harris, like, he's paid for a good head coach. He's paid for a good general manager. They don't go over the luxury tax, or at least that they're not at, like, that second apron, but they do spend a ton of money. He's built a new facility. I think Joshua Harris has been a great owner. I'm curious from your perspective what you think of Joshua Harris as an owner, and I guess like what should Washington fans maybe expect from the, from him? Yeah, so I think overall good for many many of the reasons that you just laid out. Like we can sit here and say Doc Rivers was a bad hire, for example. There are a lot of people who didn't like it. I didn't love it at the time. Certainly came around a little bit, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of people who were pointed out his past failures. But he was the big name on the market. They paid a lot of money to bring him in. Daryl Morey, similar situation. Like, I know not everybody is happy with him and what he's done leading the team up to this point, but biggest front office guy on the market. They went out, they paid big money for him to come in here and try to lead this team. And I think if you just look at, you know, bringing in Hanky and green lighting, sort of the thing that kickstarted this whole era, that rebuild, I think the place you'd criticize him for is maybe not sticking to convictions enough and you know getting bullied off of that in some ways by the league. And then Colangelo comes in. And then you're there's some weird reporting over the years about you know he's listening too much to Scott O'Neill or mm-hmm. Alex Rucker ends up having lots of influence in the front office and, and these people behind the scenes pulling strings and pushing them in different directions for maybe not always the right reasons. I think that's what you, if you're a fan of a team that's owned by Harris, I think that would be the concern. I think the luxury tax stuff has probably been slightly overblown over the years because they do spend. Like if you look at, yeah, I think probably a better example of the investment of the team than even the head coach is like, look at the assistant coach staff that Doc Rivers had. There's a lot of guys like, former head coaches, like big name guys, they're not coming to take jobs like this unless they are going to get paid a decent Mm -hmm. amount of money. Like having Dave Dave Yeager, 
bringing in Dan Burke from the Pacers, who he had been with the Pacers for, you know, a long, long time, like a couple decades, essentially. And so to get a guy who had lasted across multiple, multiple coaching staffs to leave his home where he had set up like a home base for a long time and come to Philadelphia. Yes. It's about the opportunity, but there were plenty of other opportunities for him before that. So in some respects, it's a reflection of what is the team willing to offer to a coach, to an assistant coach to come here They build the practice facility. I know there's obviously like the, the tax incentives and all Mm -hmm. that, like that's a whole nother thorny subject that we don't have to get into here. The arena thing, I think there's some mistrust, but like up to this point, all we've seen is they're going to privately fund this and they're not asking for taxpayers in Philadelphia to pay for this new arena. They're repurposing a place that essentially nobody uses, like nobody goes to that new fashion district, essentially, that I know. Mm. And they're going to use that for so like they're doing something that people don't like, which is building a new stadium but they're doing it in the best way as far as we can tell that they can possibly do it. So I think like big picture, pretty good. I know there have been some issues over the years, but I don't, I certainly don't, they're not like, he's not an absentee owner, which is important. Not somebody who's saying I won't pay for this. And he's not like a Robert Sarver, former Phoenix Suns owner where you hear all kinds of horror stories or they make, shitty trades Mm -hmm. specifically not to pay people. I don't think you see evidence of that. So is he like a top five owner? No. Is he probably in the top half of owners? I would probably, I think I would say so. Yeah. Well, I think if he just had a different personality, we would talk about him probably. It would definitely help. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like, Honestly, I love ranking things. I can't imagine how I would go about ranking the owners in the NBA. But like if he was if he was Michael Rubin's personality, like if, if he was the majority, if Michael Rubin did everything Joshua Harris did, but was the majority owner, like he would be loved by Sixers fans. Because obviously Michael Rubin was a minority, own, a minority owner of the team, like super passionate about the Sixers, always out doing things, very vocal. Like if you look at the owners in the city, Jeffrey Laurie is probably the best owner just because he has the best combination of like his team wins all the time, clearly seems like he cares. He's very much around and he spends a ton of money. Middleton with the Phillies, obviously very much cares, like is willing to spend big money, but like they're not run and not to get into that whole debate, like run as well as the Sixers. Joshua Harris to me, like everything you just mentioned, I think Washington fans should expect to get an owner that is going to spend like almost I want to say like whatever it takes, but they'll probably get a new practice facility. They'll probably get a new stadium. They'll probably pay for a, a high level head coach or whatever you think of Ron Rivera. And they'll, they'll pay for a great general manager. And while I would love to have an owner of the team that is like super passionate and I feel cares as much as me and like is, you know, living and dying with every possession in a playoff game. Like, yes, I agree. Ideally, that's what you want. But I would, if I had to pick between the two, I would rather have an owner that's just willing to write a bunch of checks and gets a, gets a bunch of things done. So I don't think there's like Sixers fans like hate Joshua Harris, which I'm surprised by, at least the fans I interact with. I think he's been, he's been very good. Like I I think like, and especially if he's an actual fan of Washington now with the whole Eagles thing, it'll be interesting to see how that goes over. Like I could, I could see from a fan's perspective, not loving the fact that he owns a team that's a, a divisional rival of the Philadelphia like football team when you own the basketball team. I can see that. But I think Josh Harris has, 
has definitely been been undervalued. I mean, do you spend? I'm guessing you don't spend a ton of time around him at the facility, nah, like very little yeah. time with him beyond what we see or what at you guys would see at like press conferences. He's just because even when they do those, he like comes in in his helicopter right. and leaves. So it's not like he's just hanging out with the media for a long time and doing off the record type stuff. I think, well, we should be clear that like, I think some of the reason that people don't like him is like, they have had some self-inflicted wounds over the years. Like the biggest example I can think of, and this obviously had no impact on like on court basketball stuff. When the pandemic hit and they tried to be one of the first teams to like reduce salaries and all that and went back on it after Joel essentially humiliated them by saying, well, I'm going to pay their salaries. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So you could sit here and say the important thing is that they course corrected, right? Like they could have very easily just like eaten the PR hit and still furloughed these people, whatever. Like I, I do think there's two sides of that coin where that was very obviously a bad and awful thing to do to people. But if you do something bad and you're at least willing to look in the mirror and say, yeah, we fucked up and shouldn't have done that. Like that's an important quality to have. I know from a public facing perspective, there are a lot of people who are just never going to forgive you for certain things. Mm -hmm. But that's as I have gotten older and less stubborn, I would say people's willingness to admit to and own up to mistakes is like a lot more important than I would have said when I was like, I don't know, a college student. I would have said, who fucking cares? Get it right the first time. It's yeah. like that kind of attitude. When it and I'm saying, I'm not saying it, that to excuse right this. Like easy. it was a horrible, horrible thing that they did. But I'm mm-hmm. just like, if you look at it from that perspective and then apply that to like how they're running the team, if you're willing to, to say, yeah, we made this decision wrong. This was the wrong trade. We did this wrong. And then plan accordingly in the future have a different process behind that trade. Like that's a thing that applies to so many levels of the organization. And so I, I think maybe they've been too reactive and that would be the big criticism where the stuff with the league office and Adam silver, and they got bullied out of that plan to a certain extent, that's a problem. And you have to have conviction strong enough that outside public pressure doesn't make you do stupid shit, but I think they're receptive to what they hear. I think they're willing to spend. And I think, frankly, they're not at the like Jerry Jones level of like being too involved where Josh Harris, I think, is pretty involved with the team. There are a lot of like meetings that none of us are privy to that Mm -hmm. he's involved with, with the front office and so forth. But yeah, overall, I think good. And I think it's certainly worse for the Eagles that he owns the team versus Daniel Snyder, who created this like awful toxic culture that has essentially like people that are Eagles fans don't want to hear this. That was a great organization for like a long, long time. Very successful team, at least had like a successful era from, you know, the beginning of the eighties until like the early nineties for sure. But now you have to contend with potentially at least like a competent organization. They might not win anything of consequence, but they're at least like they'll get players and coaches and front office people that they probably wouldn't have gotten with Snyder running the team. Yeah. I mean, the good news for Eagles fans is like the team is very far ahead right now. 
like they're just further along in there and they're yes. well run. So it's going to be tough to catch up. But yes, to your point, like it is not good that it, a very good, good, whatever, like competent owner now owns Washington. Whereas before the guy that, that owned it was obviously a train wreck, uh, you know, in, in basically every sense of the word, it, it seems like both on and, and off as a, as an owner. So Joshua Harris, my advice would be don't hire people away from the Eagles. If you don't want a good, P, like a bad <laughs> PR hit, like imagine all of a sudden he's signing their free agents. He's like, imagine you know, if going, Howie Roseman went to Washington. Oh my God. Or if, yeah, you paid Howie just like a ton of money to leave. I think, uh, I think Howie like will never, ever leave the Eagles. I actually think it's gotten to the point. I mean, this is the nicest way possible. Like he almost looks like an Eagle. Like I swear, if you look at him, like from now, from like when he got hired to now, his face is definitely more like. He That's looks- one of the more insane takes I think you've ever had. <laughs> He's like so about being the Eagles that he almost looks like one now. He's gotten in better shape. Like he, I give Howie credit. He's uh, I, he's I don't, down. to your point, I don't think he would leave. One, because no, no, I no, think Glory no. loves him and would pay him the type of money to just like, not do that. But also, I just, Howie loves the team. Like, yeah, team, Howie will never leave. Yeah. Yes. How we will never leave. But Josh Barris don't try to hire him away. He won't want people to hate him anymore. So.